Dear friends in Christ, grace and peace to you from Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, today is the fifth and final Sunday in the season of Lent. Over these past weeks, we have been journeying through the Gospels and hearing the stories of Jesus in various ways. Today is that fifth Sunday in the season of Lent, which means then next Sunday is Palm Sunday. We will journey with Jesus as he makes his triumphal entry into Jerusalem. And then after Palm Sunday, we will enter the three days where we will witness Jesus' suffering and his death. And then we come together on Easter Sunday in the joy of the empty tomb and the resurrection of our Lord. So there has been all sorts of things that have been leading up to that time. In fact, today in our Gospel reading from John, we come to the seventh and final sign in John's Gospel. John used the language of signs as opposed to miracles to communicate the breadth and depth of God's love for you and me and the world in which we live. So along with the signs that we've been hearing about, we have also experienced in abundance of baptismal imagery, particularly over the last few weeks when we've uh, listened to these very lengthy readings from the woman at the well to uh, Jesus um, healing the blind man, the man who was born blind. And now today, we come to the story of Lazarus. And it is a story that meets at the intersection of life and death. It is a story of Jesus deliberately refraining from rushing back to the city of Bethany, to the town of Bethany, to help his friend Lazarus. And it is also a story where we find people who are critical of Jesus, who, uh, who are able to express their frustration, to express their anger, um, to express their sorrow and their grief. In other words, the story from the Gospel of John today uh, reveals to you and me the very real and raw emotions of the people of that day. That is perhaps one of the most beautiful things that we find in Scripture. That Scripture pulls no punches. That Scripture shares with you and me the real and unadorned, honest feelings that people felt long ago. Many of those same feelings that you and I experience today. There was nothing that was sugar-coated. The people from long ago were invited and encouraged to bring what was ever on their heart or in their mind to God, to express to God how they genuinely felt, whether that was angry or if that was uh, filled with sorrow or pain or suffering, whatever it may have been, they were invited and encouraged to present that to God. So today we come to this story then of Lazarus. Lazarus and his sisters, Mary and Martha, lived in the town of Bethany, just a few miles outside of Jerusalem. Bethany is the town that Jesus will depart from when he makes his way to Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. And according to the Gospel of John, 
Lazarus, Mary, and Martha were really good friends. In fact, Jesus spent time there with them because of that very relationship. So it is understandable then that in the midst of death, in Lazarus' dying, that Mary and Martha would want to send word to get out to Jesus that, hey, the one whom you love has died. Now, they understood that Jesus had the ability to do some miraculous things, and yet Jesus didn't come right away. In fact, he held off for a few days before returning to Bethany. And so it's understandable in that moment then that Jesus would have been met with criticism. He would have been met with uh, two sisters that were not happy with him at all. In fact, Martha says, Lord, if you had been here, our brother would not have died. And so you are able to see then the pain, the anguish, the mourning, and the grief of two sisters whose brother had just died. And then, in the very first and only time in recorded scripture that we, are, that we know of, Jesus did something that he had never done before and would never do after. He wept. Jesus wept. He cried. Now, we heard in our reading that Jesus loved Lazarus. He loved Mary and Martha. And so it is understandable then that in the midst of a friend's death, he would weep. That he would shed a tear right alongside those who also loved Lazarus. It got me to thinking about a quote that is often attributed to Washington Irving, an author and essayist, who said this about tears. There is a sacredness in tears. They are not the mark of weakness, but of power. They speak more eloquently than 10,000 tongues. They are messengers of overwhelming grief, of deep contrition, and of unspeakable love. Unspeakable love. Perhaps this gives you and me a better idea as to who God is. Though some scholars believe that Jesus' tears were only as a result of the people around him lacking belief and losing hope and confidence in the promise, I cannot help but believe that part of Jesus' tears were also because he could identify with Mary and Martha on what it was like to lose someone that you love so dearly. That like Mary and Martha, that Jesus too was filled with grief and sorrow upon the death of a dear friend. And so Jesus weeps not only because those around them have lacked confidence or hope in the promise, but also because they are mourning, they are grieving, and they are hurting. In other words, that which hurts you and me in our hearts and in our minds, Jesus feels that pain and anguish and suffering as well.
all those emotions, those raw and real emotions that we have. So what does it mean then for you and me to have a God who not only weeps for us, but weeps with us? What does it mean to have a God who sheds tears in our hurting and in our pain and in our suffering? So in the midst of life's ups and downs, in the midst of our grief, in the midst of our mourning, in the midst of our pain and suffering and illness and disease, in the midst of life's uncertainties that come before us, in the midst of challenges that we may face at work or at home or wherever we may be, in the midst of broken relationships, when we are hurting, it is God's heart who's the first one to break. It is God's heart who breaks the first. In fact, William Sloan Coffin, a theologian and preacher, uh, at his son's funeral, his son was 24 years old when he was killed in a traffic accident. Ten days later, he preached at his sermon, uh, preached at his funeral. And it was there that he shared the story of people who came to the house after his son's death and they were bringing with them food and their condolences and he overheard someone off in the corner say, I just don't get God's will. And he had to do everything to contain himself. And he rushed up to that person and he said, my son's death when he died in, the, in his car accident was not the will of God. But when my son died on that day, it was God's heart who broke before anyone else's. Because my son was a child of God, loved for all eternity. And because of that love, Jesus invites you and me to bring forward, forward our real and raw emotions that we feel at various times in our lives. He invites us to bring forward those moments when we feel angry, when we are hurting, when we are filled with grief, when we are filled with anguish. Eventually, Mary and Martha and Lazarus died. This was not a resurrection story. This was a resuscitation story. Eventually, Mary and Martha and Lazarus died, just like you and I will. But the good news in this story is that death does not have the last word and never will. That through Jesus Christ, we are given this gift, this promise of life everlasting. That death will never, ever have the last word. And so there is sacredness in Jesus weeping. There is sacredness in Jesus' tears and knowing that you are not alone in knowing that Jesus invites and encourages you to bring, for us to come to God just as we are. Not where we think we should be or where we've been, but in the here and now with the real raw emotions that we may be feeling, that we can bring those to God. And there is indeed sacredness then in knowing that Jesus is the resurrection and the life. And in knowing that, we cling to the hope and promise of life everlasting. And as we heard at the end of our confession and forgiveness, because of this love for you and me, take hold of eternal life. Amen.